Your heart. It's the only one you have. Fortunately, you also have a choice. Expert cardiologists, talented surgeons, highly skilled specialists, all of whom chose WakeMed. Why? The main reason is the same reason patients choose WakeMed. Everything you need for the best possible care is right here. Learn more at WakeMed.org. WakeMed Heart and Vascular Physicians. Your heart, your choice. You can almost touch April from here, you know. End of the week, we'll <laughs> be in April. Final month, final push is on. April Fool's plans. Regular season. Not telling. Opportunity centered in front and a score. First shot on goal for Carolina. And the goal for the Hurricanes. Nino Niederreiter gets the goal and has Carolina on the board. Stamkos sets it up, point with the shot right on, and Ronto with the save. And Carolina right on the puck, quickly out with it is Slavin. Palat comes out with it for Tampa, but he'll lose it, given a hard shove by Brady Shea. And now the Canes back the other way. It's Teravine into Jarvis, he scores! Oh, what a tip by the rookie! And the Canes go up 2-1. to one. Now a getaway out in front, Ronta with robbery! On Andre Palat and the Canes turning it back the other way. Work to D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Nice spin move away from Hagel. D'Angelo still with it. Lowers the shoulder. Backhand the score! Net front presence from the Carolina Hurricanes. The puck eludes Andre Vasilevsky. And the Canes have taken a 3-2 lead with 3.13 left. This one might have gone off of Ajo. Tampa now just flips this one high. And Kucherov, he'll bust into the Canes zone. Leaves it back for point, point. Wide and what a save! Auntie Ranta just robs Braden Point, who was looking for his second in just less than a minute. Palat gets to the puck, takes it away from Shea. Set right up for Hedman. And Ranta with the blocker makes the save. Now on the puck, working it back. It's point down Broadway. And he'll lose the handle. Ronta came way out of his crease to make that play. Trocek trying to sell out to clear. Kept in. Stamkos sends it across. He gets it again. He shoots and scores. Steven Stamkos set up in the slot. And the extra point will go to the Lightning. But a huge effort from this Carolina Hurricanes team tonight to get one point in five out of six in a road trip that went to St. Louis, Washington last night in Tampa Bay here tonight. This is the Canes Corner Podcast with host Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. The Canes Corner Podcast is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network. Now, here's your host, Adam Gold. Welcome to the Canes Corner Podcast. I am Adam Gold, and the Carolina Hurricanes take a point out of Tampa when they had zilch. <laughs> Rod Brindamore said after the game, he knew from the first shift <laughs> that they were gassed. They looked like it. They couldn't. They just couldn't make normal stick on puck plays tonight. They were whiffing on passes. They were tripping over themselves. Uh, they couldn't find the puck at their feet. And they got a point in a game where they were never the better team. Again, looked like they were gassed. Fighting City Hall. And, by the way, it was on Hulu. And the Hurricanes 
hadn't scored a goal on Hulu all year, and they got three of them tonight. I'm going to put this in the, in the positive category. There you go. Uh, we're brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. No place like it. Sammy Hannon and his crew do a great job. If it's for the exterior of your home, aluminumcompany.com, free no obligation estimate right there. Uh, Hurricanes had this 11-game road trip. Uh, not road trip. This 11-game stretch. A lot of back-to-backs. Started with the game against Colorado, which they won included Pittsburgh and Washington twice and Tampa and Dallas and the Rangers and the Hurricanes did okay. Five, three, and three in that 11-game, I mean, minefield. 13 points out of those 11 games. And frankly, Carolina should have should have gotten a few more. Had the puck been going in just a smidge more, the Hurricanes probably get another two points out of it. But it wasn't. It's going in now. That's good. Uh, but 5-3-3 three, and three in that 11-game stretch, I'm sorry. I think that's pretty good. Um, I thought Antti Ranta was spectacular tonight. It's the best 875 save percentage game I've seen all year long. He gave up four goals. He could have given up nine he made so many good saves tonight. Uh, the save on point. Uh, there was a couple on Hedman uh, that uh, that Ronta made. I'm just he was just really, really, really good. Um, and good. Now Carolina gets an entire day off. Pro- they haven't practiced really in a week and a half. Uh, I'm sure they will not practice tomorrow, and they will play Montreal on Thursday. Then maybe they'll practice on Friday and they will play Minnesota on Saturday while some of you are watching uh, Duke and Carolina play for the third time this year and the first time ever in a national semifinal. Um, but really, there's, there's not much to say about the game. Uh, we'll go through the goals in a minute. Alec Campbell will join us and we'll joke about things, I'm sure. Um, because Carolina was really never in control of this game, in spite of never trailing until it was over. Carolina scored the first goal, Tampa tied it up. Carolina scored the second goal, Tampa tied it up. Carolina scored the third goal, Tampa tied it up. They win it in overtime. Um, The Lightning didn't score a five-on-five goal tonight. No five-on-five goals. They scored uh, two normal power plays at five-on-four. They scored a four-on-four goal and the four-on-three power play at the end. I mean, this was, Carolina had three five-on-five goals. Carolina's power play was terrible tonight, but, you know, it is what it is. Not always going to be great. It wasn't great, but Carolina was bad tonight. Power play can't be good if you can't skate. And Carolina was just looked like a mess all night long. Outshot 32-19 by the Lightning. Uh, outchanced 30-25, to which isn't that bad. Carolina had a bunch of chances. Best period for Carolina was a second. And I would imagine it was more even than anything else. Um, I'm sorry, the the scoring chances for were, oh yeah, it's 30 to 25. Uh, High danger chances on natural stat trick, 18 to 9 in favor of Tampa. Of course, they didn't count the overtime goal as a grade A chance, but 
So I don't really know what they're talking about. But anyway, Carolina just was not very good tonight. Uh, but they were just, again, beat. The game in Washington was physical, took a ton out of them. No yes, Barry Coke can hear me tonight, of course. They're going to check him out at home, and hopefully it will not be a long, uh, a long absence from the lineup because obviously he's been playing very well, uh, and they need him. Uh, but Rod Brindamore said uh, after the game that now they don't look at it in, uh, in clusters of games. They look at each game individually, but the, uh, the Hurricanes are pretty happy to get six, five points out of the six available on the road trip through St. Louis, Washington, and Tampa. Uh, and now there is a 15-game sprint to the finish line. Hurricanes with 96 points in 67 games. Five points clear of the Rangers, who beat Pittsburgh tonight. It was a great night in the NHL, by the way. Uh, Toronto with a 6-4 win at Boston. Montreal uh, rallied from uh, a huge deficit to tie Florida. And then the Panthers scored the last three goals of the game to win at 7-4. Rangers win in Pittsburgh, 3-2. Colorado and Calgary are playing as we are recording this. Uh, and it was scoreless in the second period. Uh, but just a great night in the NHL, a lot of high-level games. Uh, but Carolina's got a five-point lead on the Rangers, uh, six points ahead of the Penguins, plus a game in hand. Uh, Washington is fourth in the division, although right now they would play Florida in the first round of the playoffs. Carolina, even though they're tied with Florida, uh, the way the NHL does their standings, and they have more regulation wins than the Panthers, uh, they really are not, you know, the second seed, and they would get the number one wild card, which right now is Boston. Again, Boston was the loser to Toronto tonight, but Florida's 96 points. Uh, they are six ahead of Tampa with 90. Uh, Toronto is one point back with 89, and Boston's got 87. So Tampa, Toronto, and Boston are, I mean, you could throw a blanket over them uh, for two through four. So Theoretically, the Hurricanes could see Tampa in the first round, could see Toronto in the first round. Right now, it's Boston. Um, and again, Florida, Washington would be the uh, the crossover game there. Uh, Rangers and Pittsburgh seem destined to play each other in the first round of the playoffs. And I'm sure none of those games will get national television exposure. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, real quick. Not going to make this about officiating. The Hurricanes didn't lose this game because of officiating. The Hurricanes lost this game because they just were, they weren't great. They weren't good enough to win this game. Um, but I did think two of the penalties that were called on Carolina were completely bogus. Uh, I thought Brett Pesci's trip of, who was it? Was it Kucherov? I forget who, uh, who dove. I think it was Kucherov. Pesci's stick was on top of his boot. Like, unless Brett Pesci is, you know, Steve Banner, unless he is the Incredible Hulk. Nah, come on. Come on. It's not, it's not, that's not tripping. That's, oh, my stick's on top of your skate. So, that's unfortunate, but it was a call, and the Hurricanes didn't kill off the power play. Penalty kill uh, was one out of four tonight. That's unusual. Uh, Tampa's power play is great, but still. Um, and then the stall holding penalty in overtime. Come on. That's not a call. That's not, it just is not a call. And I'm not saying it's not a call because it's overtime. There's nothing there. 
There's nothing there worth calling. But they called it. And I'm not even going to get into, well, they let everything go. I mean, who cares? Who knows what's a penalty sometimes? Uh, I didn't see anything that had to be called. Uh, but I did see two penalties that were called that didn't have to be. Uh, and they were. Uh, anyway, especially if you're going to call those, then maybe you have to call all the others. But again, those are just, there's nothing there. Nothing there. The first one is a dive or fall, just a plain fall. Uh, but it was not, he did not fall because he was tripped. Uh, and then the hold is just a joke. By the way, uh, Trocek, Vincent Trocek's hold, I uh, believe it was on Garnet Hathaway in the Washington game at PNC Arena, which led to the Ovechkin goal right off the faceoff uh, with like five minutes left in the game. The exact same play. And Hathaway got a letter from the league and a fine for embellishing a call. To me, that's what Stamkos did. He embellished a call. That's what Kucherov did. He embellished a call. Maybe they're both penalties, but uh, sorry. We, we got to send both of you off uh, for that garbage. Anyway, um, not, not why Carolina lost. They had other issues tonight. Uh, and uh, again, I'm kind of pretty giddy that they get a point. All right, quickly through the goals. Uh, because there, there were, were some good moments. It wasn't all uh, but. Um, Nino Niederreiter, Jordan Stahl, behind Andre Vasilevsky, doing great work behind the net. They force a giveaway. I think it was really Nino that forced the giveaway by Nick Paul. Puck comes out to Ian Cole, uh, who feeds Stahl behind the net, who goes in front to number 21 for number 21. You can almost touch April from here, you know. End of the week, we'll <laughs> be in April. Final month, final push is on. April Fool's plans. Regular season. Not telling. Opportunity centered in front and a score. First shot on goal for Carolina. And the goal for the Hurricanes. Nino Niederreiter gets the goal and has Carolina on the board. I kind of like Steve Levy doing hockey. I don't know what Steve Levy was doing tonight. They were not interested in calling the game. Steve Levy didn't know who scored the goal. He had obviously somebody had to tell him who scored the goal. Uh, but we definitely don't want to know what he's doing for April Fool's Day. Because, you know, he's got this, I don't know, tawdry plans on April Fool's Day. Um, but, but, uh, it's unimpressive, unimpressive from, uh, from ESPN tonight. Um, I, you know what? Just give me Sean McDonough. Just let me, let me hear Sean McDonough. I like Sean McDonough better, even though their graphics department and their research was a little convoluted. All right. Late penalty by Ian Cole, probably Sebastian Ajo's fault for not getting the puck out of the zone. Uh, and then Alex Kalorn in the second period, uh, on a fresh seat of ice, alone in front. I mean, there was a lot of loitering going on. I'm not sure Braden Point didn't kind of shield off Tavo Teravainen, who was trying to get out there. Uh, but Brett Pesci could have gone out there, and Pesci wasn't interested either. Uh, one of those games. You'll hear from Rod Brindamore right before we get out of here, and Rod knew right away that his team didn't really have it. Uh, but it, So it's 1-1. 841 of the second, Seth Jarvis is 13th of the season. This was simply a thing of beauty. Uh, first of all, the entire shift for Jarvis was great. 
There were scoring chances. There were defensive plays. And really, this goal started with a defensive play. Um, Jarvis is there. Teravinen is there. Brady Shea drives Andre Palat into the boards off the puck. Jarvis picks it up. They go out three on two. Really, a three on two rush from the defensive blue line out. Uh, Jarvis gets it to Teravinen on the left. And then a very nice pass, but it was elevated. It was almost, I don't know, ankle high. It was ridiculous. And Jarvis with an incredible deflection past Vasilevsky uh, to make it 2-1. It was, I mean, as good a goal as you're going to see all year. As good a goal as Ajo's shorthanded goal was, that's how good the Jarvis goal was. That makes it 2-1. Then Victor Hedman scores 4-on-4. Stahl probably screened Ranta on the play. I don't think Ante ever saw it. That came at 9-43, makes it 2-2. Then at 16-47. But hold on one second. Wait a second. How did I not let you hear the Jarvis goal? Palat comes out with it for Tampa, but he'll lose it, given a hard shove by Brady Shea. And now the Canes back the other way. It's Teravine into Jarvis. He scores! Oh, what a tip by the rookie! And the Canes go up 2-1. to one. It was insane. It was an insane deflection goal. Uh, all right, so now we, we pick up the action again. It is 2-2. The Lightning have just scored a four-on-four goal. Uh, More good, heavy work by Carolina. When they were good tonight, Carolina did a lot of good things. They just weren't good very very often. Uh, So the puck gets dislodged. D'Angelo picks the puck up on the right wall facing the goal, uh, and he skates it around on the backhand, shovels it at the net, and Sebastian Ajo goes... Uh, blocker side armpit on Vasi. Work to D'Angelo. D'Angelo. Nice spin move away from Hagel. D'Angelo still with it. Lowers the shoulder. Backhand the score! Net front presence from the Carolina Hurricanes. The puck eludes Andre Vasilevsky. And the Canes have taken a 3-2 lead with 3.13 left. This one might have gone off of Ajo. It absolutely did, right off the uh, the shaft of Ajo's stick. And again, blocker armpit, and it's 3-2. That's how the period, the second period ended. Uh, we get to the third. Brett Pesci commits a penalty or is called for a penalty for tripping. I believe it was Nikita Kucherov, but again, I've already made my piece known about that. Thought it was a little bit embellished. Anyway, uh, shot by Stamkos, blast by Stamkos. Rebound comes right out into the slot, and Braden Point buries it, 3-3. We somehow get to overtime. Uh, Jordan Stahl whistled for holding right away, and Steven Stamkos in the slot. Uh, Carolina would just couldn't get the puck out of the zone. That was pretty much the case all night long because I think they were just they were just gassed, and that's fine. My man, Alec Campbell, Stormwatch Aftermath Intermissions, Carolina Hurricanes Radio Network. I don't know why I'm laughing already, uh, but, but I'm going to start. I'm going to start with this because we need to feel good. Although they did get a point, we should feel good about uh, the mm-hmm. fact that the Hurricanes got a point. So I read this story in the New York Post today. Tiger Woods played a practice round at Augusta. He's going to give it a go 
if uh, my guess is if he can uh, maybe walk tomorrow, yeah. yeah, then he might give this a shot next week. Yeah, the cat got let out of the bag yesterday. Our friend Taylor Zarzer from uh, SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio told us that his sources in Florida uh, told him that they were uh, TW, the big cat, was <laughs> headed up to uh, headed up to Augusta to play to play a practice round there. And yeah, I gotta imagine that's what it is. Like, can he walk the golf course? For people who don't know. Augusta is a freaking bear right. of a golf course. I don't know. I've been there once. I don't know if you've ever been there. I have never been there. Uh, it is uh, it is insane how little justice television does Augusta National. It's an insane walk. So I got to believe that's what it's all about. Yeah. Can, he, can, he, can he not feel like trash today? Yeah, so that's that's the guess. He played, apparently the practice round was today. And mm-hmm. we'll see if tomorrow uh, he can uh, pull it, you know, stand up in the shower. Right. If he can do that, exactly. then maybe he comes. Maybe he plays another round. And if I hope he, he got a hotel with a with a grab bar in the shower. <laughs> oh my gosh, it would be great. That's uh, that's what we need. We need we need Tiger. We need Tiger at Augusta. I I, I wonder if he is motivated by the fact that Phil Mickelson is not playing and it just gives him an opportunity where Phil doesn't have one essentially. <laughs> but I think they're boys now. Like, like, Hey, I'm probably not going to win, but I know Phil's not going to win. <laughs> and I at least have a chance. Uh, would, would this win be better than 2019? Uh, I, I, think it, I think it probably would for a different reason. I mean, 2019 is going to be great just because of the entire comeback and return of Tiger Woods. Right. But this one would be a pretty remarkable like physical comeback. So I guess probably in the end, in terms of the story, maybe 2019 is better. But I don't know. It'd still be pretty great. All right. One, I mean, one, one more thing about this. If, if he plays and wins, his last three majors would be broken leg, torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. 11 years later, the comeback at Augusta, and then this one. It canceled, canceled the rest of the sport. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all all of them are going to be great because he's just, you know, trying to chase down Jack at this point. Oh, gosh. So, what, what would this one be? Number sixteen? This would be sixteen. Yeah, I, yeah. Okay, I can't. I can't even imagine it. All right, let me ask yeah, you. Let's yeah. let's yeah. talk about this trash uh, that we saw today. Um, okay. Are you amazed that they got a point out of Tampa? Yeah, yeah, I am, but. I feel like that was kind of the goal all along. And I'm really only amazed given the third period. I mean, I don't think they played that well in the first period, but they somehow managed to come away with a goal and a lead. Yeah. And, you know, that first period was always the one where I was like, 
you know, that's where, that's where we always talk about teams who are coming in off a of back-to-back with travel where the first period is the one where they're trying to find their legs. So I never expected that period to be very good. Right. So the fact that they got out of it with a lead, I was like, all right, whatever. They didn't play well, but they got a lead. That's, that's a double victory. I thought they played all right the second period. Um, they just kept, kept giving the goals back. Um, and the third period, they had nothing. They had nothing <laughs> left in the third. It was, it was all Tampa. It was really a minor miracle that they even kept it close. Or even got it to overtime. Yep. So <laughs> kudos to them for that. But in the end, they accomplished what the original goal was anyway, which was to get away with a point. And as you and I talked about last night, they finished this 11 game stretch 5 4 and 2, which is. No, 5 3 and 3, good. right? Oh, was it 5 3 and 3? I think it was 5 3 and 3. They got 13 points because they won the game last night. Okay. I, yeah. You you could be right. I don't know. I don't either. I tried I tried to count it up while I was on the air listening to a caller, but uh, I could be wrong. Yeah. Uh, uh, one, so, two. So, hold on. One, one, two, three, four, five. Yeah. Five, three, and three. Not bad. 11 games. Yeah, 13 so, points in 11 games. There you go. Pretty good. Pretty good. So, yeah, I'm a little surprised. I mean... I think Rod probably said it the best. They were just mentally and physically fatigued. Not more evident than the fact that the number one PK in the league gives up three power play goals. Right. Uh, But, you know, I thought that there were some mental, you know, he talked about mental fatigue too, which I, I, I found to be true even before he said that. I mean, you know, the, the first goal they give up, Alex Kalorn, I get it's on a power play. Why? Why do we need two people staring at Braden Point? I, mean, <laughs> I, I I understand the the idea that you leave the shooter to the goaltender, and I'm not necessarily absolving Ozzy Ranta here. I'm just saying Kalorn basically looked around and he yep. was so shocked that no one challenged him in any way that he was like, "All right, I guess I'll shoot this." You're just gonna let me be here. Yeah, like, I guess I'll just shoot since I'm here. And he scores. Yeah. And then the four-on-four goal where I, I think I think Andrei Svechnikov literally fell asleep on the play. <laughs> I mean, he, if he, he was just standing there. Standing there, yeah. Staring. Just staring. <laughs> he watched the whole situation on the wall unfold. He did. And then he just stood there. Brady Shea was getting... Pushed to the ground and he couldn't get up. Yeah. <laughs> it was terrible. So, I mean, he was just in la-la land. Um, and then, you know, the third goal is, a you know, just kind of how you draw up a power play goal, really. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Shot I rebound mean, in the slot. Yeah, the Canes got one of those last night. Yep. Um, and then, you know, they get kind of hosed. Well, not kind of. They got hosed on the call in overtime. That was, I called it light touching. Oh yeah, I, I I saw what you said. It's it's not a penalty. I mean, if yeah, I mean Stamkos also embellished it. I also would think I think that Brett Pesci's tripping penalty on, I think it was Pesci on Kucherov, that led mm-hmm. to the um, 
the point goal. I mean, Pesci's stick was on top of Kucherov's skate. It wasn't underneath his boot. It didn't touch the blade of his skate. It was on top of his skate. And Kucherov goes down? Is is Brett Pesci like the Incredible Hulk? How strong is Pesci? I mean, I think he's pretty strong. Ask how much he benches. Yeah, yeah. I just thought I just thought we had we had two two pretty uh, bogus penalties, but honestly, Carolina, <laughs> whatever. I just I'm not. Yeah. That ain't why they lost. They lost because they were not the better team. I don't even know Tampa was great tonight. It, it was just it's just a weird game to assess because it's you're you're going in there saying just get a point, just get a point, and the Canes had three leads in the game. Yeah. You know, they didn't even play that well. They led three times. Like, I don't know that Vasilevsky was that great tonight. Um, and they had three leads in the game, and they end up doing the thing that we wanted them to do. And all we can really do is talk about how badly they got beaten. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it's just a weird one. Like, okay, cool, but they did what they were supposed to do. They, no, point. they, they absolutely did. I don't know if Vasilevsky was good or not. I don't know that he had a chance on any of the goals. The Nino goal, yeah. he has no chance on that. It's a great pass from Stahl uh, from behind the net. I love that. love the whole play. Yeah. The whole play there was good. Because they were good. They created the, tur- the turnover, and then uh, Cole gets it b- back down deep right away. The, mm-hmm. the Jarvis-Teravainen combination – uh, first of all, they also, uh, and Brady Shea made a great play to get that puck from Andre Pilat. Just a great play. Physical play along the wall to jar that puck loose. Uh, and then the finish from Jarvis with the pass oh, God. in the air. I mean, yeah, was sick. I, I needed a cold towel. Yeah, it was sick. Unbelievable. <laughs> the whole his That whole shift was great for yeah. him. I mean, he had... I think he had a chance right before that. Then back check, I think. Yep. And they go the other way with it. It was a sick pass and a sick finish, no doubt. I mean, the goal just made me go, oh, my gosh. Uh, It was was nasty. Uh, And then, uh, you know, Ajo winning a net front battle with a guy much bigger than him, Chernak. D'Angelo skates around. Uh, clockwise on his backhand, flips it at the net, and Ajo goes uh, blocker side armpit on Vasilevsky to make it three two. But yeah, I mean, w- once once the third period started, we knew that lead wasn't lasting. No, I, I didn't even think they were going to get out of regulation for the point. Not. Honestly, I didn't think they were. I was about to text you actually. Canes ain't ain't winning this game. <laughs> uh, but I held off for whatever reason. Maybe I got distracted. That's probably what happened. And um, I just, I didn't think they were because I, I mean, they had nothing. They literally had nothing in the third period. They yeah. weren't even, okay. they couldn't get out of their zone. I they, mean, it was, they couldn't handle the puck. Yeah. I mean, they kept whiffing on, on pucks, the pucks at their feet. They couldn't find it with the blade of their stick. Uh, they whiffed on so many passes tonight. Is If there was a stat... Uh, in the NHL box score, whiffed passes. I think Carolina would have set a record tonight. They were so bad with the puck. 
Um, Tampa had zero five-on-five goals tonight. None. <laughs> yeah. Two, yeah. two at five-on-four, one at four-on-four, one at four-on-three. Yep. No five-on-five goals tonight. Carolina had three. Um, power play was trash. Yeah, power play was trash. But, I mean, what did Penalty you expect? Killed. Yeah, they were, they were just exhausted. It was, I mean, it was Rod said, flush it. <laughs> yeah. And he, he was, got a point out of it. And he was happy at the end to, uh, to talk about the positive. And then, I love Corey Lavalette. I don't know what Rod's going to say. <laughs> Do you want me to just agree? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll agree. <laughs> I know. I love I love Corey too. Great dude. But I'm kind of I'm kind of on Rod's side on this one. You know. I mean, he can't say but, anything. No. I mean, and they, we ask him every night. I mean, I feel like we know the answer at this point, but I don't know. I feel like too often we're trying, we're hoping that the coach picks up on the conversation where we leave it off instead of asking a question. Um, and Rod wasn't in the mood to, to make that effort tonight. And I don't really blame him No, because nothing he says is, you know, is worth it for him. No, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to get but, you the next call. So why bother? Doesn't do any, doesn't do anything. And it, potentially only gets him in trouble or fined or whatever. Right. And we're already talking about Rod and the team having a reputation with the referees. Well, they do. <laughs> so, I mean, it's pretty obvious that they do. They're the most, yeah. they've, uh, they allow the most power plays against in the entire NHL. They're number one in that category. Power play opportunities against. So, and there were four tonight, and that uh, that's a little bit, the average is like three and a half, most in the league. So, four tonight, take the over, take the over. Nino Niederreiter has goals in four straight, or not four straight games, he has four goals in his last four games. Tara Vinen mm-hmm. has a five-game point streak, seven assists. Right. Seth Jarvis. Ajo. Ajo's got points in five straight, actually a point a game in five straight. Uh, three goals, two assists. He scored his 30th tonight. Passed Rod Brindamore for the most goals in a Carolina Hurricane uniform. Not most, but uh, on the Hurricanes goal scoring list. Um, yeah. Has he ever scored 30 in a year? Oh, uh, yeah. Has he? Okay. Scored 38 last year, was it? Or two years ago, scored 38? I think this is his third 30-goal season. His third okay. year, he had 30. Uh, the following year, he had 38 in 68 games. Ooh. Yeah, exactly. And he has 30 now. This is the 67th game. So I think he'll get. He'll probably get to 35. And, uh, you know, he'll get to... I My guess is he's got a little bit of a hot streak in him. Maybe he gets close to 90 points. Um, but uh, his career best in terms of points is 83. That was in the 18-19 season when they first returned to the playoffs. But uh, his other seasons that he just missed 30, he had 29 and 29. He also has two 24s. Uh, anyway, Nino Niederreiter, <clears throat> his 21st goal of the season. 
you know, quietly, mm-hmm. Nino has had a tremendous year. Yes, he has. Uh, two two straight years, I think, as a twenty goal scorer, and uh, six times in his career. But I agree with you; he's been really good. And I, and I think the the thing I like I've liked the most about him is he hasn't done it on a scoring line, right? He hasn't compiled a ton of power play points. I mean, he has earned everything this year. So, um, let's see, he's got four power play goals this season uh, and one power play assist. So, he's got 21 goals. He's got 17 goals at even strength. Uh, And it is his... Second 20-goal season for the Canes. He had 20 last year. Um, But he had 14 in 36 games, you know, when he came over midway through. So he basically has had three 20-goal seasons for Carolina. Uh, I'd love to see him end up with with 25 or so. Um, He's just been huge. Now all he's got to do is do it in the postseason, where he, I mean, nobody's really scored a lot of goals for the Hurricanes in the postseason. Uh, but it would be nice to see him and Trocek, uh, you know, fill up the net a little bit uh, in the postseason. And I was saying about Jarvis, uh, he's got two points uh, four times in his last seven games, every other game. Two, zero, two, zero, two, zero. Uh, he had a goal and an assist tonight. So, and again, I am, I'm going to dream about that goal that he scored. I'm going to dream about it. Uh, All right, so uh, we'll do this again on Thursday. And until then, uh, let's go, Tiger. Yeah. Carolina got a point. 5-3-3 in their last 11 games on that murderous stretch. And again, at the start of it, I thought 5-4-2 would be really good. They did one point better. Well, 5-4-2, it wasn't really good. It was acceptable. And I think we all know how well they played during that stretch. So good on the Carolina Hurricanes. Good on them. Uh, five, three, and th- three in that stretch. Uh, and they have a five-point lead with 15 games to play. Two of them with the Rangers. So you can't mess around and give those, get, give those points back. But uh, if the Hurricanes can do no worse than a split of the two games, you know, two points each. If you think about it, uh, should be in good shape. Remember, they're done with Pittsburgh, done with Washington, done with Florida, done with Tampa, done with Toronto, done with Boston. Only the Rangers uh, are Eastern Conference playoff teams left. Uh, With that said, let's hear from the head coach who we got it started uh, on a positive note because the Hurricanes did go 2-0-1 on this road trip. First shift, we were gassed. It was like I was out. We're in, we're in for one tonight. And, you know, you guys tried their hardest, but we were so slow and everything. And you could clearly see it. So, to have a chance to win the game. I think give credit to Rance, kind of helped uh, held us in there. And if you look at it as a whole world trip, you say that's a great world trip. You know, we're, we don't look at it that way. Tonight wasn't a great game. I know you're not you're not loving to talk about officiating, but that seems like a pretty Weak call in overtime when you've had a, a lot go on in the last 10 minutes of regulation that maybe doesn't get called. So what's the question? I just agree with you. <laughs> agree. <laughs> Good observation. Tough. 
I don't know what Rod was going to say, but it's getting old. Talking about officiating is getting old for him. I understand it. I talk to him a lot, and he's tired of it. <laughs> he's tired of feeling like he needs to talk about it. because, And I don't think he should need to talk about it. I just feel like it's frustrating. It's frustrating to them. I'll leave it at that. Uh, with all of that said, you can follow the Canes Corner Podcast wherever you get your podcast. And it shows up in your phone automatically or wherever you get them. And you don't have to wonder, huh, did Gold do a podcast? Of course Gold did a podcast. Canes played last night, didn't they? After every Hurricanes game. And we are brought to you by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. If it's for the exterior of your home, you can find it at the Aluminum Company of North Carolina on Hamlin Road in Durham. We invite you to call Sammy Hanna and his crew. Put them to the test. They'll pass the test. They're great. All right, until uh, until the Canes and the Canadians on Thursday, I'm Adam. Thanks, Alec. Bye. This has been the Canes Corner Podcast with Adam Gold, presented by the Aluminum Company of North Carolina. You can listen to this podcast at WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Is getting your CPAP supplies a real pain? It doesn't have to be that way. Hi, I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers, and we are North Carolina's number one source for CPAP machines and supplies. Our streamlined process makes getting your CPAP as easy as one, two, three, and we ship anywhere in the state. If you're in need of a CPAP machine, supplies, a knowledgeable doctor, or a sleep study, Parkway has you covered. For information or to schedule an appointment, visit parkwaysleep.com. Sound sleep, sound health.